Face podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast. Providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at P-O-D-G-O dot C-O. And be sure to add our podcast in the How Did You Hear About Podgo section of the application. everybody welcome to episode 73 of the fantasy timeline a proud member of the dynasty addicts podcast network i'm josh at real fantasy tl i'm with my main man bill at super duper flex bill how you doing man doing good uh pretty excited about our guests tonight um two good peoples and uh oh hey perfect timing um so it's now a party and just really happy that we get to talk with these gentlemen for the evening. How are you doing, Josh? Uh, I'm doing good. So you hear, you heard Bill introduce gentlemen, and that is definitely what they are. We got the co-host of the Open Bar podcast. It's your favorite podcast, favorite podcast. We got J. Mike and we got FF Man Bun. How are you guys doing? Man, oh man. I was I was ready. So I, I was ready for like kind of the I don't know, WWE entrance of sorts. Like, you know, start the pod with me, like, oh, he's just coming out in the handicap match against these two fools. <laughs> and then no one knew, no one knew that we'd come in live uh with J Mike, my guy, and just swoop in and then just beat the heck out of you two. So so hold yeah. on, hold on. Let's let's try that. Let's. I don't try think that. you. I think I don't think you need uh, J Mike to pop in for you to beat the crap out of us. <laughs> Let, but but let's try it. And in this corner, from the great state of Texas, mm. weighing in at a massive two hundred and seventy-five pounds, he's divided by two with the plan. FF man mm. And then it kind of gets into the match. It's like ah, oh, he's getting beat there. Wait a minute, who's coming down the aisle? It's <laughs> J Mike. Oh my god. Stone Cold moments, what it feels like. I can I can see the J Mike swagger just like walking down. <laughs> I'll be, be trying to do it, but looking like D Lo Brown. <laughs> Why your neck whipping so funny back and forth, bro? <laughs> He's just like, oh my God, he's whipping the timeline's ass. <laughs> Everybody. So how you doing, J Mike? Open bar 316 says, I just got here late. <laughs> uh, so hey man, I I'm glad to be here with you guys. This is a good time. I'm excited. It's been a minute since I've been on the timeline. You all have grown leaps and bounds. I'm just glad that y'all remember your boys from the open bar. We appreciate y'all. It's the COVID weight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that COVID 40? You know what I'm 
Don't laugh, Jay, no. Mike. I, I hit I hit that uh, I hit that COVID fifteen, and then another COVID. That was June, <laughs> and then I hit that COVID fifteen one more time just for good measure. So, uh, but you also had the baby though, right? So, I mean, you you had you got reasons. Yeah, got that reasons. wasn't COVID weight. That, yeah. Nah, that was like I know that was the very beginning <laughs> of COVID. It was like oh, it's like baby, and then it's just been a year later, and it's still just like. I mean, I'll still use it as an excuse, but nobody's buying it anymore. So, but uh, no, nah, it's it's great to have you guys on. We're gonna we're gonna hit the news because I know you fellas have talked about this already. But ew, Miami, San Francisco, Philly, all making draft moves, and like, how do you guys think this is gonna affect? I mean, the NFL draft is cool. I'm an NFL draft head, but let's face it. We all do this dynasty thing. How do you think this is going to end up affecting rookie drafts? Do you see a prospect maybe moving up because now San Fran is in that three spot? Maybe a prospect is going to move down because Philly dropped to 12. You guys have any thoughts on any of that or just talk about these trades in general? Miami kind of intrigued me the most i mean i guess just i i anticipated a trade back of course right like why why would they really necessarily need to be there unless they were done with tua and and, and maybe they go penny there i don't know but uh i i understand that trade back but then when they went back up uh and and they really they maneuvered themselves beautifully to just basically get an extra draft pick to move back a few spots, which maybe is kind of what they wanted. They orchestrated something. That's what intrigued me the most though, is getting back up. Like the trade back made sense, but back up now I'm like, Hmm, cause they're still in the game for the quarterback still. I mean, really, but, uh, I'd like, I, I think it's going to be a wide receiver still. I, I, I might, they might have their eyes on chase and, and they, you've heard about it with the Bengals too. And they're right around that same area. So it looks like chase is, is going to go top 10. I don't know if Smith will as well. You could have two in the top 10, but, um, I, I Miami intrigued me the most out of all that Philly's that's <laughs> 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 ruined, bro. <laughs> and, and with, with what, with what Miami did, I, I think that, I think that you can you can at least feel somewhat better about Tua because if they were really in the market for one of the quarterbacks, like if they knew without a shadow of a doubt, one of these quarterbacks would, was going to be the guy that they take, then they wouldn't have left the pick, right? They would they wouldn't have traded back. It wouldn't have made no sense. You know, you you wouldn't take the what did they say the one, one in the hands worth two in the bush or whatever the mm-hmm. case is or how you know whatever that saying is always messed those up. But point being, they they wouldn't have even gambled in that fashion. But conversely looking at what Philadelphia did, you think you think that you want to feel good about Jalen Hurts. You think that Philadelphia is showing some love and you think that they are saying, okay, we're comfortable with Jalen Hurts. I don't know that that's the case. I think that they're ready to re-roll it or re-rack it in 2022. If thing if for whatever reason things don't look as rosy as they as it does, they'll be back up there with two first round picks again. If they poop the bed, we're looking at a nice little quarterback class. It's not this year, but you're looking at a group of guys. Uh, if they come out, Spencer Rattler, uh, you're looking at Howell out of North Carolina. You're looking at the guy out of Arizona State. You're looking at Slovis out of USC. It's several guys at the top that people are excited about. So I'm really, really curious to see uh, how exactly Philadelphia plays this out because it, on, on face value, Jalen Hurts looks super safe. 
However, they they are ready to rock and roll if things do not work out in Hurts' favor and the Eagles' favor in 2021. And, and here, here's the interesting thing about both Miami and now Philadelphia as well. Everything's going on with Deshaun Watson. We don't need to get into it. Everybody knows what it is. But I don't think this will happen. But if things get cleared up pre-draft or even post-draft, maybe maybe closer to training camp or the start of the season, maybe whatever happens and these things really aren't true. I'm not saying they are or they aren't, but Philadelphia and Miami both have tons of draft capital now to offer the Texans. I mean, Philly has three potentially three first-round picks in 2022. The Dolphins have multiple firsts in 2022, 2023, multiple seconds, multiple thirds. I mean, they could put together packages that Houston can really like. So people are like, yeah, you know, two is safe and uh, and Jalen Hurts is safe. But if you're just looking at kind of the picks that both of these teams have amassed, Deshaun Watson could still be out there depending on what happens with his legal issues. And I'm sure after everything that's happened, you know, maybe Houston is a little bit more receptive, even if things get cleared up with Deshaun. So that, that'll be some interesting, interesting things to, uh, to talk about. What about you, Bill? What do you, what do you think about all the wheeling and dealing by these NFL teams? Well, I mean, San Fran's actually pretty impressive. Like, they got pretty aggressive, and, you know, they know what they want, and they went and got it, you know. So, I mean, they obviously are pretty happy with one of three quarterbacks. I mean, that's what they're shooting for, I imagine. And I was listening to the NFL um, Network on Sirius, and they are talking about how um, San Fran, like, everybody went to see – um Alabama and they didn't go to watch Ohio State and so they're kind of given a tell because they don't have to like hide it now you know and um so they might be looking at um Jones right and so um they're pretty confident they'll be able to get him at three I mean not many people are projecting him to get picked that early but they want to make sure they get their guy um so, I mean, good for them for making that move if that's what they believe. And, you know, they're paying a lot. But, I mean, I think that you got to appreciate when somebody's willing to make those moves. And, um, you know, Shanahan, I trust him. You know, he's a great offensive mind. So, if there's a quarterback he likes, I mean, you got to kind of, you know, if he gets drafted third, I mean, that throws dynasty rookie drafts, you know, maybe a little bit uh, upside down uh, early. So um, it'll be interesting to see. Um, they were also talking that they think that there's a good chance that five quarterbacks get picked in the top six. So like, if that's the case, like that's, you know, the teams behind that are going to be really stoked, you know, because there's going to be a lot of talent falling to them. And as a Lions fan, that's exciting to me. Yeah, in uh, in Daniel Jeremiah's latest mock draft, five quarterbacks go in the top nine. So the big five are gone before you even creep out of the top ten. So that could be crazy. 
Jay, I'm curious. The, the, the yeah. Superflex uh, ADP is starting to look like some NFL draft ADP. Ain't that <laughs> something? <laughs> how how about them? How about them apples? Let me ask you, Bill, real quick before we leave this area. With your Lions, what is your preference with all of this moving and shaking, knowing that we're probably seeing three straight quarterbacks go off the board? Do you want your do you want your Lions to go up and and get their guy somewhere in that in that top five? Or are you comfortable with like Josh was related um relaying to us, letting whatever falls to you falls to you and being extremely happy with a really good skill player for Jerry Goff? Yeah, I don't think that the Lions are in the position to be giving up assets. And so um, I think that <laughs> I am um, probably like most people, it's just like in dynasty drafts, trade back, right? Like that's what everybody wants. So, I mean, the f- likelihood of that happening is probably low unless somebody falls. Um, you know, maybe maybe somebody falls and Chase falls to them and somebody's like super high on him then maybe the Lions trade back, but I'm totally content with them staying where they are. Um, there's nobody in particular that I feel is going to make a difference this year for that team. So um, I'm okay with them just grabbing whoever they want at that spot. Hey, y'all heard it here first on timeline. Bill believes in Jared Goff. Jared Goff is his guy. Jared Goff jersey <laughs> on the way. I Express shipping. He, pay, he pays all the expedited shipping for it. Oh, my God. I'm so not the Goff guy. You, Hash, yo, you, you, you can't run super duper golf. Okay, I'll own it. I am buying a golf jersey. That's how we're doing this. That, I'll get it in 2022 when it's on the clearance rack. Listen, <laughs> he's going to be even more excited when they when they trade back, just securing Jared Goff there, just the unprecedented starter in Detroit. You can see Bill jumping. We need to get a live cam on Bill draft day when that happens. So we can just see him jumping up and down, excited. Jared Goff <laughs> is his man. And Goff he trusts. Mm-hmm. Yes. I heard now. it. So I think we know how I feel about Jared Goff. And it's not highly positive. Which means he'll probably have like a good season. The Lions will sign him to a five-year contract. And then he'll be Jared Goff next year. <laughs> hey, we're talking about Super Bowl starting quarterback Jared Goff here. Let's, let's remember that, Bill. We're talking about a guy who. Uh, oh yeah, I remember that. Who has yeah. been to the peaks of Thanks, the Jim NFL? Mike. He's been there, Bill. Nearly, nearly three top twenty-four wide receivers, Jared Goff. You here, we, here we come, Quintez. Two. All right. When's the last time Stafford supported an offense like that? Tell me. Yeah. Tell me, Bill. Tell me. Right. That's why, right. why Goff's your guy. Mm. Let, he made, he made <laughs> Tyler Higby a thing. Yeah. Come on. Like, that guy That guy has supported legends of the fantasy sport. So mm-hmm. I don't hate uh, Hawkinson this year. Like, I'll say that right now. The Hawkenberger. So. I mean, you don't hate Hawkinson, but you love Goff. I do. I love Goff. See? We're going to clip that and save it. Yep. Need that one. It looks like the the Jets are definitely taking Wilson. So San Francisco may have – Well, I I read uh, Elliot Christ. He's uh, um, the New York Jets fan of of all of FF Twitter, I think. 
the the line went to minus 1000 for Zach Wilson to be taken second overall which wow. doesn't necessarily mean jets but i mean <laughs> right right uh, right so yeah san francisco might be talking but just between mac jones and justin fields who uh, can't not do it zaddy. i'm sorry zaddy mac zaddy jones mac zaddy uh-huh. oh boy uh-huh um yeah, I mean, if the Jets were smart, and I know that's not a sentence we get to say very often, but if the Jets were smart, they would trade at it too. Just get get yourself the Miami deal, get yourself a whole bunch of ones, maybe a three or a two in there, because they need help everywhere. And let's say you could bring Zach Wilson in there and, you know, I have my personal beliefs on Zach Wilson. QB4, but, you know, it, it's not going to be, you know, <laughs> but no, no, put that back up, put that back up. Bill went to Jared. Woo. He did. Oh, our man, Larry Monkey, Dynasty Hot Sauce, Bill went to Jared and, and, and he found his love. So good for Bill. Good for Bill. Can I be expensive though. Who's going to be expensive to get up there for that? It might be tough. Listen, what what's stopping Carolina? The price <laughs> that there's why five they have quarterbacks they, going they in have the top picks. ten already, probably maybe. <laughs> right, but they they don't want five quarterbacks to go in the top six, and they ain't they ain't there. Yeah. I mean, and they and they really have an offense that if they can get a high impact quarterback, could really take off. So, I mean, hey, it's every team is going to have to weigh that out. You know, Denver, they're kind of in the same boat. Whole bunch of nice skill position players. And I thought they had Drew Locke. Who? He, put, he puts on for his city. Oh, oh for his city. <laughs> while, while, while we're dreaming for a moment, Cincinnati at five never trades back. Like, they don't never. trade down. They, they don't. Um, that's a local local guy here. Uh, it would be really cool for once in their entire existence. Trade back <laughs> and just extort one of these teams that fight. Like the thirst is going to be way too real. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, that, that's the listen, anyway. listen, Jay, Mike, we we made this deal, and you were your last time you were on the timeline. It was pre-COVID, and we couldn't get it done because then COVID did happen. But if the Bengals trade out. You send me that skyline chili, <laughs> and I will eat it on the timeline. I will eat a heaping bowl of it while we do this thing. No, you're not doing that on the show. Oh, oh, I'm doing it on the show. I'm gonna be here with my bowl just like like this during the show. With you the might spaghetti. get a little <clears throat> with it, spaghetti. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. gonna we gonna do it for real, for real. Because I can't imagine the Bengals trading down. They never do it. But if they do, J. Mike, uh, Skyline Chili on the timeline. It is decided. Mm-hmm. Change, the hand, change the handle too. Handle too to uh, uh, oh. what? SL Real Fantasy SL. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah. <laughs> there we we'll do that too. If they trade down, I uh, eat the chili. Ch- change it to Real Fantasy SL. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag we'll change the show to the fantasy skyline. Don't, oh, don't. Skyline. Yo, listen, man. Take it there. 
y'all have y'all have your whole lives ahead of you. You don't have to do something so crazy. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't throw your life away. <laughs> over See, over, over betting on Cincinnati. You're betting on Cincinnati. Don't do that. Don't do that. Oh no, I'm betting on them to do what they always do: make a bad decision, stay at five, and and not trade and get a whole bunch of picks. So Fair. I feel like I'm making a safe bet here. But uh, that that was fun. But but let's get into what everyone is here for. What we have seen on the timeline, and this first one here comes from Akash at YZR underscore fantasy. A person in your league accidentally trades David Moore instead of DJ Moore, and when the trade goes through, they realize what they've done. Do you overturn the trade? And I'm here with a bunch of uh, commissioners, so i you know, curious to see what all of you have to say about it. So we'll start. We'll start with you, J. Mike. What What would you do in a situation like this? My initial thought on this, as uneducated as I am, is what is the platform sleeper this happened on? See, okay, and this is why I ask. Sleeper. Does I mean, there are a lot of nice things about Sleeper. One of the things that's not nice about Sleeper is the fact that when you're picking these names of these players, you don't see their full names. You only see first initial, last name. Now, here's the here's the kicker. As the person that's receiving DJ Moore you have to do better and make sure that that team says C-A-R next to it. Uh, because and wait, in, in defense, both Moors now play for Carolina. Yeah, so that so that's extra grimy because I forgot. I was still thinking he was in Seattle. This is yep. extra grimy. So the person that did this, this was, this was malicious. There was malicious intent. It was pretty egregious. You're foul for that. And normally, I'm a never veto type of guy. I've been indoctrinated by Dynasty Outhouse. Shout out to the uh, Dap Lord himself. I am, I, I'm, I'm, I'm overturning the trade. I'm vetoing the trade. I'm running it back, and y'all gonna have to make it right because that's 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 extra grimy. All right, Gabe, wh- what you got? Oh, man, I really like to just you know go against J Mike uh, just on our on our own show just for the heck of it, man. But I unfortunately have to have to side with him here 100%. The integrity of the league, man. The integrity of the league. And it's this isn't this isn't a situation where it's like the the whole like veto thing, even J Mike. It's like, no, this is just silly. It's just a mistake. It's it's wrong. It, it clearly just shouldn't have happened. There you don't even have to put it to a vote. Like I'm, I'm sure everyone likes to see someone burn, you know, (laughs) but like, are you really willing to just make this person just feel like crap just because uh, of something silly with the the D more on being on the same team too? Like, it's not worth it. Like, just move on. Get (laughs) And I'm, and I'm 100% leaving that league. If you don't overturn this trade for me, like I am, I am out. I'm done. And, and it's funny because there were people in the comments of that tweet that were like, yeah, if I was in a league that didn't overturn this trade, like I would be out. I would just be like, 
you could keep my entry fee. I don't care. Like it's not gonna be me. All right, Bill. What about you? You're you're a commission extraordinaire. What's your uh, what's your situation here? Yeah. So like I have in my bylaws that if somebody realizes that they did something, mis- you know, by mistake, that they have a certain amount of time to overturn it, just to say, hey, I thought this was the situation. It wasn't. Um, so like if they do it within that time period, like there's no repercussions or there's no, there couldn't even be an issue in the league. Um, you know, if it's like two days later and they go back and look, then you start to get into might be issues, right? Like, yeah. So like maybe the other guy or some, somebody else made moves from that trade already. And then it just becomes all cluster. You know what I mean? So like, I think as long as it's in a reasonable amount of time, I have no problem with that. But if like the person's not that active and then all of a sudden they notice it days later, then it might be harder to overturn something like that. But it would still be pretty, uh, I think there would be an issue in the league just because of it being kind of shady and like the dynamic of the whole league is going to shift a bit because of something like that. So like, it's just a uh, timing is so important. And that's the thing for anybody that's playing to make sure you go look at your roster after you make a trade to ensure that you're getting what you expected and uh, don't let it, you know, cause I've seen that I've been in a league where somebody's like a, a week later and they're like, wait, where's so-and-so. And we look back at the trade and that so-and-so wasn't in the trade, you know, they thought it was somebody. So, yeah. You know. I've seen mistakes made in, in leagues just with, and it's usually MFL just in regards to that, not necessarily a name thing, but just like, Oh, I didn't mean to do that. And you just have a conversation with that other person. Like yeah. will you send it back and like, I haven't yeah. seen that never like go bad. <laughs> people are always right. just genuine with each other. And that's just like, you know, again, the integrity of the league and, and the people that you're playing with, like, I don't see why that person, you know, that snake, that snake out here, um, throw a snake in the, in the, in, what is it? Snake in the, in the grass, leaves in the grass and the weeds somewhere. Some they sort of weeds, I think they're everywhere. Lion Some in sort the of foliage. Yeah. Um, oh, is it a lion in the weeds? Lying in the weeds, lying in the weeds. I don't know. I'm snake not in the grass. Things. Look, I'm a rapper. I'm not, I'm not an idiom. Okay. You're a lyricist. Oh. Yeah. All, the, uh, all those rhymes and you don't have any tropes in the, in the tuck. Okay. <laughs> mm, okay. FF no trope. Oh, oh my goodness. All right. I'm coming for y'all. <laughs> <laughs> See what this snake has to offer. Pause. Um, no, I'm, I'm with Bill and I'm with Bill because Bill has a very good league bylaws, which I have stolen and amended to the leagues I've run. So it, I did. It's helpful. Uh, but yeah, you know, I think this works for, you know, that rule. That rule is in mine as well. Um, I think it's within an hour. If you see it within an hour and you say, hey, man, uh, you know, I thought this was DJ Moore. Obviously, I would not have given two firsts and something else for David Moore. You know, yeah, okay. But I think this also falls under, um, you know, what's best for the league, that uh, that little that little part at the end that uh, I know Bill has in his best interest of the league clause. Like, you know, because yeah, like 
what are we doing here? So we're just going to be like, all right, guy, like, you know, you messed up. Now you just lost two firsts and whatever. And you have David Moore, like, you got to learn your lesson the hard way. Nah, I mean, come on, let, let's, let's be real here. So yeah, I'm, I'm overturning that. And actually as, as I see it pop up on uh, the little, uh, the little league chat there, I'm probably, I'm probably going to the guy as the commissioner and going, uh, hey, boss man, this is uh, this is David Moore, not DJ Moore. Did you realize that? And if he's like, nah, man, I didn't realize it, you know, probably gonna be like, all right, you know, I'm gonna talk to the other guy real quick and overturn this because, you know, but hey, I mean, if you don't do that and you want to leave the guy hanging for a couple hours before you do it to make him sweat, I mean, that's a little bit of fun that can be had on the commissioner's half too. But no, nah, I mean, you got to overturn it at the end of the day. Uh, because it's, uh, you know, it's just, it's not good for the league. Steve brings up an interesting point. He's saying, I do know some commissions that get pretty cranky when they have to do corrections. Uh, Bill raised his hand, guess what? Don't be a damn commissioner then. You don't want to do corrections. That's all, that's all commissioners do. They got to chase people down for money and make corrections. You don't want to do that? Don't be a commissioner. Just play. I said deal. I'm out. This, all right, so every league that you're in with Bill, if he commissions it, you're looking for a new commissioner now. You heard it here first on the Fantasy Timeline. So, all right, so we got that one. Yeah, overturn it. Don't be, don't be that commissioner. So the next one here is from the Dynasty Pollster at Dynasty Pollster. Who would you rather own in Dynasty? A 23-year-old Miles Sanders or a 25-year-old Ezekiel Elliott? So we'll start this one with, with Gabe. Gabe, are you Team Sanders or Team Zeke? I This is the one where I actually wanted J-Mike to go first, just so I could say the exact opposite. <laughs> well, he'll say like, the much, exact opposite of you. Yeah, I know. Much like this trade, I don't know. I don't remember if you said the percentage numbers, but yeah, that's pretty much where I see it. It's like am it's I not 50 even, 50 pretty much. Yeah. If if anything, I'm probably going to follow the the success, the previous success and the um, team surrounding it seems uh, a little bit better than than uh, what's happening in Philly, as I uh, aforementioned. Eh, yuck. Uh, so yeah, I'm a, I'm a, and Zeke's a value, really. Like he he was a top five dynasty asset, not but a year two years ago, a perennial top five asset that you could trust. And my, we haven't even, we haven't seen that period really from Miles Sanders. We had that like stint where people were tripping over the the 2019 season, the end of the 2019 season, like he was a RB one every single week for eight week, the last eight weeks in the third quarter and fourth quarter when they were in the red zone or whatever cherry picking thing, they tried to make Miles Sanders an RB one. So I don't know. And, and we, we don't have to commit to Ezekiel Elliott for the entirety of his career. It could be like a one or two year type of thing. And then you flip. And I, I just don't think it's going to move m- much from where it is. Um, and I don't think necessarily the same with Sanders. I think that could be similar, but I think he has more to prove. And Zeke's just going to be going to put you in a, a, a position to win immediately. All right, J. Mike, now it's your turn to say the opposite. 
I know he loves Miles Sanders too. <laughs> that that's the thing, man. Miles Sanders has been a point of just hey, hey, you been you know what, girl, you tired? Cause you've been running <laughs> through my mind all day. Like for the last couple of years, I feel like he's been one of the more intriguing assets or players just to be able to think about the, not just what could be and not just what has been, but like just the missed expectations in the midst of it all, because we've, we've had like Miles Sanders has been through it in two years, right? In his first year, like all sorts of love and pomp and like, Hey, we're excited. Like the guy after Saquon, it's like saying you're the running, you're the quarterback after Dan Marino. What's up, Jay Fiedler. How you doing, man? <laughs> um, so like, just we wanted so much for him and I wasn't even necessarily his biggest fan, but I, I, I wanted to see good things. And, and I'm just curious if you all are, 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 uh, are up on this. Zeke Elliott has been in the league for five seasons. Miles Sanders has been in the league for two seasons. Can you all tell me how many seasons of Ezekiel Elliott's five seasons that he scored less than Miles Sanders highest season? Zero. Any other guesses? One. What you got, Gabe? We're talking games? No, seasons? no, seasons. Full like season. total points for the season. Oh, just of Miles Sanders' two seasons? Yeah, so Miles of Miles Sanders' two seasons. How many do you think of Miles Sanders' like peak production so far? Mm-hmm. How many seasons has Zeke had less than that? Oh, zero. One. Zeke yeah! Elliott. <laughs> in in 2017, Zeke Elliott had 217 points. Every other year, he's eclipsing 300, except for last year when we know he had the issues there when everything fell apart in Dallas. Miles Sanders' best season was 2019, where he scored approximately 222 points total. So Zeke has had one less season, or excuse me, one season with less than his peak. Give me Zeke because I know he's going to get the ball. I know he's going to get a lot of touchdown opportunities playing with Dak. And I have no idea what to expect in Philadelphia. It could be fantastic. It could fall on its face in this year. And all of a sudden you blink and you're three years in and what am I going to do with Miles Sanders? He's 24 years old. Nobody's going (laughs) to want it anymore. It's three seasons with little production. Uh, Give me Zeke. Bill. So he becomes Joe Mixon. Is that what you're saying? Like if he doesn't have a season this year? Like I mean, his value still, you know, if we're looking value wise, like Zeke is so undervalued right now. Like I just saw a trade in one of my leagues where it somebody gave up the 103 and Zeke for the 101. Ooh. So <laughs> like I, I don't know. I, think, I mean uh, Cole Komet was in that too, just in case that took And Cole Komet was also coming back with the 101. So um yeah, it's a like it seems like that's a pretty inexpensive price to me, but maybe Trevor Lawrence is just that highly valued. You know, I don't know. But um it was a 14 team super flex, so that also adds a little bit to it. So um you know, I, I agree. I think if who would I rather have on my team? I think the answer is Zeke. Uh, but just for like ve- just looking at that and the value, if it's somebody I think I just want to flip, like I wouldn't mind trying to play the game where I get Sanders and then try to move him like in August or early September. But I think that's dangerous. And I, you know, I think Zeke, we're going to see Zeke at least be 
a low end RB one. I think that's like that's basement, you know, that's floor for him. So, um, yeah, I mean, I agree with the guys. I think like if who do I want on my team? It's Zeke. Damn, this really sucks because I, I was figuring at least one person would say Miles Sanders, and I could go on a. And now you could could look like the uh, the Cowboys fan and you know, oh, all that, that kind of stuff. Yeah, that doesn't, that doesn't bother me one bit because uh, just because me. I, everything I say is true, so it doesn't bother me one bit. But I mean, your it, truth. It, it is. It is funny, you know. Bill mentioned, you know. Besides that, it's your truth. It's just the truth. But we'll we'll move on. Uh. You know, Bill mentioned, you know, people are slamming Zeke like he was like RB36 last year. I mean, he ended the season, he was RB11. Before Dak went down, he was RB3. So people are like, man, Zeke fell off a cliff. And it's like, I mean, I've seen this, I've seen someone fall off the cliff from like one season to the next, but I, I've never seen anyone fall off the cliff from week five <laughs> to week 17. So, so that was a new one. You know, I mean, it was a mess in Dallas last year, and anybody who says anything differently is lying to you. Dak got hurt. The offensive line was banged up at every position. You know, Zeke, for the first time in his career, had, you know, an injury. You know, we'll call it that, you know, issues with his calf. You know, things just didn't work out, and he was still RB11. So... Like Bill said, if his if his basement is RB eleven, uh, I'll take that on my team because we don't know what the basement can be for Miles Sanders, and we've seen so far the penthouse of Miles Sanders, and that's still not even the basement <laughs> of Zeke Elliott. So give me Zeke. You know, everybody agrees. The I mean, the poll w- was practically fifty fifty. You know. For 49.9 for Sanders and 50.1 for Zeke Elliott. So, hey, if you want Zeke and you have Miles Sanders, try to make that trade straight up. It looks like it's something that uh, something that could happen for you. Maybe you got to throw in a, a second or something like that to get it going. But I think that's a price I would easily pay, if, especially on a contender, to, uh, to get Zeke on the squad. Could you imagine Miles Sanders being a middle of the fifth round Superflex startup pick? Because that's where Joe Mixon's going right now, just to point out what you all were talking about earlier. Middle of the fifth round. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. I was surprised Mixon was that far. To, I, when y'all said Mixon, I was like, I might like Mixon over Me too. <laughs> Sanders. Yeah, man. no. And, and and I agree, by the way, because, I mean, listen, listen, you, you've had your headaches with, with Joe Mixon. But but he's had some, you know, he's had a big boy season before. So we can't, you know, we can't act like Joe Mixon has never done it. But yeah, I mean, Joe Mixon will give you your headaches too. Well, and he's in an offense that's heading in the right direction, right? Like that's that's something to think. At least I'm more comfortable saying like, you know, that team's growing and going in the right direction. I have no idea what's happened with Philly. So like, plus you got a, a quarterback who runs – and that's going to take away some things. Oftentimes they're not dumping it off to the running back, which is where Miles Sanders kind of shines. So like, there's a lot of things that are kind of working against him this year. And yeah, I agree. I would much rather have Mixon than Sanders, um, especially the price difference probably. So like, it's probably what a couple of rounds between the two guys. And, and, startup. and, and Bill, it's funny because we talked about this last week, you know, we, we, 
we were going back and forth a little bit about the NFC East and and you know who the sec who the who we think the number two team is and who the number three team is. But the thing that we all agreed on was right now we think Washington is in that first slot, and we agreed that Philly is in that last slot in the NFC East. And you know, I I think it's going to be a tough year for them. You know, they they. Back that of six, it looked like maybe they were trying to trade up to get a quarterback, and that didn't work out, you know, whatever. And it looks like they're pushing all their chips in for 2022 with all of this draft capital that they have. So, you know, maybe they surprise people, but, you know, I think we're looking at probably another 4-12, and 5-11 and 11 type season from them, and then they kind of shed some more contracts and get uh, – and get those picks in and, and try to do something from there. All right. So let's go to uh, to this next one. We got uh, – this is from – this is going to be a fun one. Mr. Poopy Butthole at Mr. Poopy Butthole. I mean, that's creative. Uh, this is a Dynasty 10-team. Bill, don't lose it here. One quarterback, all right? So we got a trade here. Corey Davis, A.J. Dillon. Rashad Penny and the 308 or Denzel Mims, the 201 and the 401. Bill, why don't you, uh, why don't you start us off on this one? Yeah, this one's pretty easy for me. Um, 10 team. I'm going where I think the best asset is. Um, I think the best assets, the 201. Um, and then I'm really excited to see what Mims can do this year. You know, oftentimes it takes wide receivers there that are, you know, kind of the bigger wide receivers, um, you know, it, they usually don't pop right away. Um, so, like, I feel pretty good about him still having an opportunity this year to show something. So, um, I like those two pieces better than anything on the other side. So, it's the mem side for me. All right, J. Mike, who, who do you got here? I feel... I would feel really gross going against our boy old Sticky Paws uh, up in uh, up in New York, Denzel Mims himself. for the For the sake of for the sake of the brand, for the sake of my hope, my dreams, uh, I'm gonna lean into I'm gonna lean into Mims here. Uh, just just because I, I I think that he can be a good one for a team. I, I need to see more of what New York has planned because I got 511 receivers up there. Um, no quarterback. Yeah, I know Sam Darnold's still there. I get it. No quarterback. That's how I'm feeling tonight. Spicy. Um, but uh, yeah, give me, give me, give me Mims just for the for for the hope that I, that that that's my guy, and I and I think he's just a really good player that that can be a that can drive an offense. All right, Gabe. After after that, we'll we'll move on to you. Which side you got here? Huh. <sighs> I might, I might have some fun and just swing the other way. Y'all said the Jets need a number one wide receiver. They have it. They signed one. I, I love Mims too, but you know, allegedly he's still raw. We saw some good stuff from him, but and I'm not, I'm not quitting AJ Dillon yet either. Um, I know, I know the Aaron Jones thing signed. That's my, that's my boy. Uh, my my day three boy, J Mike. But uh. <laughs> And you might not be able to give up on Penny either, but you're right, Bill. The, the 201 is certain, especially since it's a 10-team. 
and it's only one well the one qb thing kind of little evens things out a little bit but it is like a i don't care about the 308 401 by the way that's just those are the same uh and i and i just i only say that the Corey davis aj dylan penny because they the aj dylan penny mims like they're all kind of like 201 like where you you are drafting in your confidence that that player is going to be good and aj dylan not necessarily good yet penny definitely not good yet mims not even necessarily good yet like those guys are at that rising spot though where they could be something i guess and that's where i i don't mind if you want to throw some shots and, and do the Corey Davis, AJ Dillon, Penny, if, if you're looking for something to turn around quickly, but the two ones high, high enough. And especially since it's not rookie draft season. So I like the men side value, but I don't mind the Corey Davis side. All right. So I'm, I'm going to make it three out of four here with the best part of this deal. Denzel Mims, the two Oh one which is also very good. Uh, you know, Bill wanted to slander Mims a little bit there. That's fine. Uh, Mims is the best part of this deal. And then Jay Mike wants to go ahead and slander the good name of Sam Darnold and, and say uh, there's no QB in New York. Disrespectful. Um, poor Sam Darnold. Man, man has had to go through atrocities. Josh would have fought you if uh, Joe Flacco was still there. Listen. Josh loves Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco, statistically better last year than Sam Darnold. Numbers don't lie. But, um, you know, Sam Darnold is there uh, for now. Don't know what the draft will bring. Uh, but if he does uh, leave the draft without a quarterback being drafted in that, uh, that number two pick by the Jets, he will be starting, and I think, in the uh, – that Mike uh, Mike Kyle Shanahan offense that they will probably be running in New York. I think Sam Darnold will be good for that. I think uh, Denzel Mims will uh, will get his. I also think Corey Davis will will do well as 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 well. Um, but I love me some Mims, and I think that is the uh, I think that's the side I would go with. So three out of four, you know, Gabe. You know, given the other side, which is good, we need to hear the other side. It can't always be uh, four for four. You know, we need to hear why uh, why Corey Davis could be a thing and why you should still like your AJ Dillon shares. And you know, there was something in there about Rashad Penny, but honestly, I kind of I kind of tuned that out because uh, I tried to I tried to prop him up, but it was so difficult. <laughs> I mean, I mean, look. You, you you do you're doing good work there because I couldn't do it. I, I my back is not wide enough to try to prop up uh, <laughs> the the ghost of Rashad Penny. So uh, uh, good work by you. Uh, all right. So this is this is another uh, another commish question here from St. Patrick FF at St. Patrick FF. If your league added IR spots due to COVID, are you keeping them? or returning them to the 20 IR rules. So this is an interesting one because the one league that I do commission, I did expand the IR slots for COVID, thinking that it was going to be a crazy year. And I've been kind of going back and forth on whether I just want to keep them. I didn't expand them by a lot. So, 
you know, but, uh, but Gabe, why don't, why don't we start with you? Are you keeping those slots? Or are you going back to what was going on in 2019? I'm keeping them. Why not? We, we got five months. Let, let it get figured out a little bit further. Let's see if everyone's vaccinated. Things are moving um, forward in, in, the, in the country in general. Like, yeah, just keep them. Yeah, nothing to worry about right now, but may, bring it up now, you know, yeah. Um, as you transition into that rollover of 2021 and say, look, I'm going to keep them now, but we'll see what happens and we'll move back to 2019 if if we need to. What about you, Jay, Mike? It, it feels like this is a great time for in your leagues, like you were saying, to talk about it, because if you felt like it didn't necessarily work the way that it was intended to work last season, you can tweak it. I don't think the answer is taking the spots away. I do think that in some instances, it's not a, it's probably not OK for people to just be able to hoard uh, in, in some instances. Obviously, that's league dependent. Hopefully your commission's done their work to be able to make sure that process is as efficient as possible. And if it worked last year for you, uh, I would say that, that it's probably something to be able to consider running back because, again, we're, we're not exactly out of the woods at this point. So I think that it will be the prudent move to, to keep the spots. And again, to be able to talk about it and, and maybe it's less spots and just depending upon what, what that looks like per league and, and how you come to the agreement of how it makes sense for everyone, how it makes sense for the league to operate and how it cannot be abused. And hopefully that dialogue is something that can be open and uh, done well for your league a second year in a row. All right, Bill, Commissioner Extraordinaire, what are you doing? Um, yeah, I agree. I mean, I think that just letting it roll this year um, or, you know, talking to league, like J Mike, J Mike said about, you know, maybe we can shift it a little bit if necessary, but honestly, in all my leagues, I didn't have one issue in regards to that. And so I think that, you know, the guys are right. Like, it's just not something that we need to worry about, like reverting back to 2019 yet. So, and I don't see at least my, opinion is I don't really see a reason to even decrease them. Like, I don't, I don't know what, how that hurts anybody, you know, keeping it with more IR spots. Um, you know, the, the league can kind of police itself. If people are like, you know, picking up players that are already on the IR and throwing them onto the roster, you know, that's the only thing I can even see being an issue. Um, Maybe if it's a really deep league, you know, it might hurt a little bit, like just the parody, I guess. But like, yeah, I think I think just leaving as is or seeing if anybody has any suggestions for changes right now isn't a bad idea, but I'm totally fine leaving it as is going forward. Yeah, and I'm actually, you know, I'm I've been going back and forth like man, you know, should I do this? Should I, you know, should I lessen it? I only added a couple of like IR spots. I didn't go wild. I know some leagues that you could have like unlimited people on IR in case like, you know, half the league got like zapped by COVID or something like that. I just, I just increased it by a couple of spots. So, um, I've been kind of going back and forth. Ah, should I keep the spot? Should I go go back? I've been leaning towards keeping the extra spots since I didn't really, I didn't really add a whole bunch of spots. If I had added like ten IR spots, you know, I would definitely be talking about. All right, let's you know, 
let's go back to what we had in 2019, but I added two spots. So I'm kind of like, you know what? It's not really going to, you know, it's not really going to, going to give anybody a competitive advantage where they're, you know, like J Mike said, hoarding every IR guy that's on the waiver wire and just stashing them there, you know? And honestly, as I looked around the league throughout the year, I mean, the people in those IR spots weren't, you know, weren't exactly in most cases, you know, the cream of the crop. You know, I, I, I had like, you know, Damian Williams on my IR, you know, I had, uh, I think maybe uh, Keelan Cole or so, you know, it, it wasn't top flight guys that, you know, you were like, oh, you know, these guys, you know, once, once they come back, you know, I'm getting first round picks for these guys, you know, these are, you know, bottom of the roster guys, you know, and, and you know, a lot of those guys uh, ended up getting cut when Sleeper uh, took everybody off of IR. So, yeah, I, you know, I think I'm going to I think I'm going to keep them, but I, I do bounce back and forth. But, you know, it's definitely, you know, Gabe nailed it. It's something you should be talking with your league about right now because it's kind of, you know, there's nothing else really on the docket. Yeah, the, the rookie draft will be coming up in a month or so. But, you know, there's there's not a lot else going on right now. So this is the perfect time to kind of say, hey, what does everybody think? How are you guys feeling about it? Should we keep them? Do you want to ditch them? You know, where where's your head at? So, you know, I do, I do like, you know, at least bringing it up and, uh, and talking about it now, but, integrity. uh, integrity, integrity, don't be, That's... don't be a snake. Mm-mm. Don't be a, 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 a snake in the, in the soil, you know? Yeah. Don't do that. Don't be, don't be a lion in the weeds. Mm-mm. Um, three in the hand is worth five in the bush. Uh, That's what I always say. It's all, uh, you know, listen, we, we can, you know, use a million cliches here, you know, all of them correctly, of course. But, you know, Gabe's right. You know, don't don't try to bring it up, you know, two days before the week one game start. Oh, hey, guys, by the way, uh, do you want to keep these spots or not? Well, people are like, yeah, man, I'm trying to make last minute trades here to, to bolster my team and trying to figure out, you know, who I'm starting it in my flex spot. Like, don't don't come at me now with this stuff when you had six months to uh to say your piece and get it out there well and to be honest if you're a commissioner and you just don't even want to address it that's okay <laughs> like to be honest with you if nobody brings it up like whatever like it's not something like every single decision has to be a group decision right like huh. a commissioner can just kind of make decisions that are working and just let it let it go you know if somebody brings up a concern obviously you have to address it but like if nobody's bringing it up and things are just fine, it's not a big deal to just let it go too. Uh, but maybe Bill, I'm in the minority there. Bill doesn't like talking to people. All right. That's so, so true. Oh, <laughs> it's so true. We understand. No, but no, but um, I mean, all joking aside, Bill is right. Like the, you know, the job of the commissioner is sometimes just like kind of just doing it and not, you know, asking for everyone's opinion. You know, like, let's, hey, do you, do you want to do this? Let's get a vote for every little thing. Like, right. that takes too long. And honestly, then you got to yeah. listen to, to all the dramatics behind. No, you can't change that. That'll, that'll be too much for the league. And the other, no, this is going to be like, sometimes There's it's just reason like, you're a commish. Right. Otherwise, the, you just are, are voting the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> There's a reason. 
Bill gets on his Roger Goodell and stays on his Roger Goodell. All right. He's not, he's not asking. He's he's not asking for nothing out here. He's do what I say. You Just like give it. me my 50 mil. You and me both. And Goff. Bill McGoffey right. Goodell. Wow. <laughs> Man. We've learned so much about you, Bill. We've yep. learned Yo. your love, your love of Jared Goff, mm-hmm. your hatred of talking to other people besides Jared Goff. Uh, yeah, man, it's it's been a good show. I'm I'm glad that these guys came on. They've really opened my eyes to a lot of things that not even I, as your co-host, knew about you, and and that's why they're the best in the business because they they can shed light on things that didn't even know needed to to have the light shed on them. So we got we got one more here though before uh, before we let Bill talk for another hour and a half about his love of Jared Goff. Uh, this is the Dynasty Grill at FF Dynasty Grill. Which Steelers wide receiver would you rather own in Dynasty? Juju, Deontay, or Chase Claypool? So, so Bill, Bill, why don't you start us off? Who's your favorite Steeler and why? Jared Goff is not an option, just to let you know. He plays for Detroit. Okay, thank you. Um, no problem, no problem. Well, my favorite is Deontay Johnson. Like I love Deontay Johnson. Um, who do I want in Dynasty? Don't do it. It's either Deontay or Claypool. Um, so yeah, I'm probably I am not the juju guy. Um, I think I'm going Deontay just because I feel like uh, Ben can only throw it to him at this point, um, and I feel like but. You know, Claypool showed a lot as a rookie. I'm just worried about his where his head's at. It's just like he seems to be a little out there, and I think we've run into that issue with both him and maybe Juju a little bit. But God, it's a tough question. But I'm gonna go Deontay to stay on brand, and um, yeah, we'll let Gabe tell me why I'm wrong. Hashtag for the brand. <laughs> Throw that GIF on the board. Uh, that is incredibly difficult. Uh, I thought it was an interesting question just because I, I wasn't entirely sure where their ADP was, and, and that just interested me. Um, and I was I was definitely, uh, I know I've said this word interested a lot, but I was interested to see Juju on the bottom of that, uh, of that list. And Juju is the same age as Deontay Johnson has had uh, far better seasons than Deontay Johnson kind of, kind of on that same train of Zeke a bit like, yeah, Juju didn't have a great year, but he still had a decent year top 15 year or so. And right there with Deontay Johnson, I know they were kind of neck and neck and switching off and on. And then Claypool just caught all the touchdowns. Uh, Claypool is not my answer, by the way. <laughs> I think we got to see a little bit more. Um, I'm just, there was a lot of touchdowns. That was nuts. And and that that that's exactly what happened with Juju in his first two years. It was a lot of touchdowns. And he had a lot of help from Antonio Brown. And I think Chase Claypool had a lot of help from Deontay Johnson and Juju. So um, I, I'm a wait on Claypool. And, and he's already 
just as expensive as both those guys. So maybe if Claypool was further down the list, you know, but he had such an incredible season, it, it makes sense where he is. So I'm Juju's the cheapest. I'm going with Juju. It's only I know it's only a one year deal, but that might kind of be where it's at with the Steelers anyway. With with Ben, I mean, he's clearly expiring, and I I was hoping to see Juju somewhere else, but. I think he is kind of still in a good situation with Ben and will be fine for this year. And I'm curious where he goes after this. Cause I don't think he's, I don't think he's done. All right, Jay, Mike. I think that in this one, um, we will not have a Texas triangle, uh, no triple threat matches tonight. Uh, I will also be declining the clay pool option. I think I'm gonna ride with Commissioner McGaffey here, uh, j- just because what we did with Deont- what we saw with Deontay Johnson, time and again, is that when the chips are down, that offense will look to get him open, and in short, like his short area quickness and his ability to actually separate in those places, is kind of insane. They they <laughs> they and they would ride him pretty hard in waves, even though he would very much tell Ben consistently with his hands, please don't throw me the ball. I don't want to catch the ball. I I don't really want this as a part of my life. My life coach talked to me and this is not the way. So uh, that would oftentimes be the the course that his, that his hands would sing. But with the fact that they're, that Ben is willing to get him the ball. And again, no matter who you're plugging into that offense as a quarterback moving forward, Deontay Johnson is the type of piece that I think that they would try to build around um, and continue to drive volume because he he just gets open. It's just it's it's as simple as that. So give me uh, give me Deontay, even though I don't necessarily love it. Uh, I probably would have him out of those out of those three. All right, so I'm gonna be I'm gonna I'm gonna you know be hashtag for the brand too. Uh, we were a Deontay podcast before being a Deontay podcast was cool. Uh, in one of our first handful of episodes, we were we were propping him up some uh, some sixty five plus episodes ago. We were propping him up and saying, uh, "This boy Deontay Johnson is good." Um, but look, they all ha- they all have their their faults. This isn't uh, you know picking Deontay isn't saying that you know he is clearly head and shoulders above the rest. You know, you can make arguments against all of these guys and I actually you know probably pretty easy arguments against you know all three of these guys but at the end of the day you know I think Juju is gone next year uh that salary cap is going to bump back up teams are going to need wide receivers and he's going to be probably one of the better ones out there so I don't believe he will sign once again in uh in Pittsburgh so it's hard to say I want him in Dynasty if I don't know where he's going to be, you know, as soon as next year. And then we have, you know, we have Deontay, we have Chase Claypool. I mean, Claypool is a is a physical freak. Uh, but like I think everyone said, I think there needs to be a little bit more out there, a little bit more seen before I can put him ahead of Deontay. And you know, his, you know, what's happened to him this off season, you know, you gotta, you gotta wonder if he's going to be, you know, was this just a one-time thing, you know, Frank got into a fight and he was 
out there trying to break it up? Or is this going to be a consistent thing that we see during the season or every off season? Is it going to be like, oh man, is, you know, is Chase going to get in trouble? Is Chase going to do something that, you know, puts his, uh, his career, you know, you know, out there for Roger Goodell to see and maybe throw a suspension or I'm sorry, commissioner Roger Goffdell. So, uh, you know, that, you know, that may be a little, a little fear you have about Claypool. Do you guys all have uh Claypool last in this? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, cause it's interesting for me because I, I, I agree. There's the concerns about like where his head's at and that sort of thing. But the dude <laughs> is like, he is just the, he's like Kenny Galladay. You know what I mean? He's like that type of player that, like could be dominant at times. And it's like, he did this as a rookie when we didn't really have real high expectations for him. And that, yeah, I mean, it's a good point. Like what Gabe brought up about, you know, the other two receivers helped him, and, you know, it's, he intrigues me, but I'm just never going to be able to pay, pay what it's going to, you know, cost, I think to get him on my team. And Unless I already have, you know what I mean? He's like a guy I don't really want to move, though. You know what I mean? It, like, I don't know. He's an intriguing guy. I'm just not really sure what to do with him. Yeah, and, like, the crazy thing about Chase Claypool is he had nine touchdowns last year, and he had three of them in one game against Philadelphia. So it's kind of like, you know, a little explosion there, you know. And I think that's, you know, might be the kind of player that Chase Claypool is, is, you know, you you might get those big games from him, but can he do it consistently? You know, it's still but he's gonna win wait, you weeks waiting with to those, be seen. You know? What's that? But he's going to win you weeks like that. That's like – that's the whole conversation with these wide receivers. You're just not going to get many guys that are super consistent week in, week out. So if you can get three, four weeks where he's scoring, getting multiple touchdowns, which could be the case, I don't know. Like, I mean, he's just one of those guys that can just out physical somebody for receptions and that sort of thing that it's hard to teach. You know what I mean? It's just a guy that can do that. So he's just, yeah, I mean, He's one I really want, but I can get Denzel Mims for like a similar, you know, like way, way less cost. I think like probably the difference is like a early second in value, right? Between those two. Yeah. So. And actually I'm, I made a mistake earlier. He, um, <gasps> I know I, I hate to do it, <laughs> but, uh, he, he had nine receiving touchdowns, 11 touchdowns total, and he had four in that uh, in that Eagles game. One of them was a rushing touchdown. So thought it was four, yeah. So <laughs> he uh, four, four of his 11 total touchdowns uh, came in one game. But, yeah, I mean, those, those players are nice to have, but I almost feel like it was the uh, – it's the Will Fuller effect pre-2020 uh, where it's like, man, you know he's going to put – 30, 40, 50 on the board a couple of games a season, but trying to figure out when that's going to happen might be uh, 
might be the tough part of Chase Claypool. But you're right. He is a physical freak. He uh, he's... I find it to be pretty easy. You just pick him when he plays the uh, Eagles. The Eagles? <laughs> well, if uh, if Pittsburgh gets uh, gets traded into the uh, into the NFC East, then you know you'll have at least two games. But until uh, that happens, uh, I think him waiting every four years for that uh, matchup to occur might be a little bit uh, might be a little bit rough in Dynasty. Fair enough. But uh, all right, cool. So. You know what? I think we we hit everything on there. Uh unless uh Gabe and J Mike, there there's anything that, that you guys would like to talk about. I don't know. Is there anything that's been on your mind? Anything you guys have been, you know. I c I can't go anywhere without playing a quick game of one word answer. Uh Let's one round, it. Gabe. Can we do that, Gabe? One <laughs> word, one round. Love this game. Awesome. Um Bill, Josh, are you okay with that? Just one one word, one time. Let's do it. And this is the all. Actually, I lied, Gabe. It's it's all together now. Let's play all together now, real quick. Okay. So, um, we we kind of touched on the 49ers for a moment, but we didn't really dive deep earlier. So, I'm just curious if you had your druthers, you're the San Francisco 49ers, and you can dream up whatever scenario you want. Who's the quarterback that you draft? Like who? Like who? Who do you put? the chips in on for who you take at three. And we're going to say it all at the same time on three. So again, it's rock, paper, scissors. Shoot is when we answer, not rock, paper, scissors. Okay. All right. Ready? Bill's got a question. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Bill. Okay. So are we assuming we know who one and two are? Yeah. I mean, this, this is, this is your own scenario that you've created for how you believe that the draft's going to go. You believe that one and two happen a certain way. And if one and two happen a certain way, this is okay. who I want for the 49ers. Okay. Ready? All together now. One, two, three. Justin Fields. Fields. Bill, why'd you what are you scared for, Bill? <laughs> I thought it was, was like I, I thought I was gonna hear Fields. shoot. <laughs> I thought I was gonna hear shoot. <laughs> shoot Fields, Fields was who I was gonna say for sure. It wasn't like it wasn't. Hey, but, I'm a little uh, slow to react, but, man. That's why. Uh... But J, J Mike, I, I didn't, I didn't hear you, my man. Yeah, I don't, I don't play. I just, I just uh, like to, I just, <laughs> I just like to host the game. He just hosts the game. It's one of the things that uh, Gabe always gets on me for. We go, we visit other podcasts. I ask questions as a host would, and then I just don't, I don't play. No, I'm just kidding. It would be Justin Fields, for sure. I think that'd be an awesome. Like, it would just be so fun to watch, right? Like, you got a running, a guy who can run. You know, I mean, Garoppolo showed his running ability when he blew his knee out, and decision making is probably not the best. I mean, he just to have such a dynamic player, like plus all these wide receivers who are so, you know, oh, it'd be so fun to watch. Plus Kittle, oh my god, it'd be glorious. But I don't think they're going that route. So, I, I have a, I have a question, and you guys can. And chime in if you want to, or or if you don't want to, you don't have to. All right. How yeah. how about the stuff coming out today that you know apparently, you know, Justin Fields all of a sudden doesn't have work ethic, and he's you know, for first or last one in, first one to J, J Mike J Mike's face is what my thought process is. But I always find it to be smokescreen time. People are gonna making shit sound bad about players, so somebody falls to them. 
I mean, houseway players, houseway, yeah. houseway. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, don't buy it. Any, a, anything that comes out af- like after the combine, I don't buy shit. Not so. not even after the combine, but we we act like NFL organizations just scout the current class, like they like they haven't been looking <laughs> one two three. Everybody talks, and then Bill. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but we act like we act like NFL scouting departments haven't been scouting Justin Fields since he was at Georgia. I mean, let's face it. Him and Tra- Tra- Trevor Lawrence. Ooh, I couldn't say that for some reason. Him and Trevor Lawrence came out. They were seniors in high school the same year. They battled for first and second top prospect coming out of high school, going into college that entire year. Uh, Trevor Lawrence obviously went to Clemson. Fields chose Georgia. A guy named Kirby Smart thought that Jake Fromm was the answer. Okay. Um, And then Justin Fields transfers to Ohio State, and the rest is history. And no time in the lead up through any of that do you ever hear anyone go, "Uh, God, we don't know if he has work ethic. We we don't know if he loves the game. But now we're – pretty much in April. And now all of a sudden it's coming out, you know, cause you know, the NFL is great at keeping secrets that, you know, all of a sudden now he, you know, he doesn't want to work. He, you know, I mean, I saw a guy get demolished in that Clemson game, the uh, national championship semifinal, and then come in and just toast the second or third best team in the, in the country. You know, I mean, if a guy doesn't want it, if a guy doesn't doesn't have it inside of him, that guy's sitting on the bench. That guy's not coming back into the game. That dude came out, and that guy was still hurt against Alabama. And even when the chips were down, even when, you know, that whole that whole thing was going on, they they just it wasn't a good game for them. He was still out there. He was still he could have said, Man, I'm hurt. We're not winning this. Keep me on the bench. And he never did that. So J. Mike's face and his hand summed it up perfectly. What I was thinking, you know, Bill, it's smokescreen season. That's right. I don't know who's smokescreening or why. You know, obviously, probably, you know, your uh, your Carolinas, your Denvers at eight and nine are probably hoping that a Justin Fields will fall to them so that they can uh, they can get who I think is the second best quarterback in this class at a uh, discounted price. And, uh, and look at this from, from Bob here, two nights in a row, J Mike and Gabe are bottom tier. Mm. They may be in the bottom Bob row. Watch it. They may be in the bottom row, but those two men are never bottom tier. They're top shelf only. And that is not an opinion. That is a statement of fact. So, on that note, J. Mike, Gabe, appreciate you guys coming on. You've both been on here separately, but now having you on together, it uh, it, it makes it complete. It makes it perfect. Um, you know, tell people where to find you like they don't already know. But just in case there's like one random person that listens to us and doesn't listen to you guys, tell them where they can find you, what you're up to and what you're doing. Uh, Twitter 
FF man bun. Sometimes I put the hair down. All right. Uh, you can also check check myself and most importantly the the real host with the most J Mike. Uh, J Mike check. That's J M I C check. I think that's how he says it on the pod. Something like that. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know. I I'm 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 trying. That's all. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out here trying. You know, hitting these Twitter streets here and there. But uh, all good. I, I just want to thank y'all um, for letting me come on again, and especially coming on with with my brother, my dude, my pal, my bucko. Uh, it was it was good. It was lovely. Um, we we could do this all night. I mean, it's it's open bar season, baby. So thank y'all. All right, J. Mike, let them know. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at uh at JMIC check. J Mike check. <laughs> uh <laughs> is that, is that about you. right? <laughs> Sounded right. That was a real a real FF attachment move there. Um you can uh listen, just grateful to be with you guys again. Again, thank you on for thank you for having us on uh, as a tandem. Uh, and again, continued success to you guys as you continue to grind through these FF streets. Appreciate y'all. Uh, so yeah, thanks for having us. I uh, look forward to sending you, sending you some skyline, whole case of it this time, Josh, for you to eat on the show. You're welcome in advance. Yeah, pray for your Bengals that they make the right move and actually trade trade out that pick. I know you're not don't, a Bengals fan. I'd say, don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> but uh, uh, appreciate it. And both of, both of these uh, both of these men are way too humble. Uh, Gabe is literally on. I think every fantasy football's intro. Uh, if you hear that rap and you're in your car and you're just like, oh man, uh, that's Gabe. All right. You're nodding your head. That's Gabe. Uh, we were talking, uh, pre pre show that album is dropping soon. So keep your eyes open for that. Uh, the, the best of at FF man bun J Mike is out here. Not only do they both do the open bar, J Mike is doing his, his, thing on the dynasty dummies he's been teaming up with zach the last few weeks and just dropping tons of draft knowledge if you're like hey i don't know what's going on listen to zach listen to j mike they're going to educate you uh the reason why i got so much justin jefferson last year is because i listened to j mike um and when people were out here with their their jalen ragers and their rugs is uh i was like all right give me this justin jefferson and um, you know that was uh, that was that led to much success. Uh, and also listen to J Mike's journal. Uh, that's dope. That's on Spotify. I catch it every time it drops. You know, it's not fantasy, but it's still like just it's good. It's uh, good is not the right word because good is underplaying. It is it is amazing. It's uh it's deep and I appreciate it when it when it does drop. So uh on that note, thank you to everybody in the chat. Uh hot sauce was in here, we had Steve Dennis in here, Bob was in here, we had I saw Lindsay Kennedy in here earlier. Uh, you know, thank you guys and you know, thank you to everybody who's listening on in the podcast. Hey, Wednesday night, sometimes people are busy, you gotta hit it on the podcast. Thank you for listening. We appreciate that. Uh, either way, make sure you subscribe either on YouTube or to your podcast provider. 
uh, rate, review, do all that kind of stuff so that we can be out here, uh, you know, just spreading the good word of the timeline. And, uh, you know, Bill, from Bill, from J. Mike, from FF Nope Trope, uh, we, oh, we are out of here. Later. Later.